Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, I did, yeah. And this week we're doing <laughs> 1978's Halloween, directed by John Carpenter. I won't ask you what you've been up to, because we're, not, we're still not doing anything. We're no, on. no one can do anything. Well, yeah. you can, there's a lot you can do. So just, just stay, stay in. in. Which, is, which is why I've got you via Skype. Skype, so yes. I've managed to uh, figure out Skype. A couple of technical issues, but really, we're, we're getting anything. there. Yeah, we're getting there. It's not too bad. We've got 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grandmas, what is wrong with us? God, can work Skype. I never use Skype. I think I used I've never it. used it. Well, it's the first time. I think I used it once because... I needed it for when I did my access course. Like I had online tutorials. Yeah, but that's about it. I am a bit of a grandma though, because just before I was lamenting how I, I can't go to a garden centre. That's sad. Luckily, we got no, we got in yeah. there before it all kicked off. Mm, I should have done. Yeah. Yeah, because now that it's getting nice, I want to go out in the garden. Yeah. You can't go to the garden centre. That's it. It's weird. Yeah. But you can improvise. You can always improvise. Yeah, just sit outside with a twig. Yeah, I've given it a sweep. Oh, well, there you go. I was like, at no. the end of this quarantine, everyone's going to have, like, the most immaculate gardens. Yeah, like, terrible hair. Terrible hair, but immaculate gardens and houses, because everyone yeah. will be like, I'm bored. I'm going to do all my jobs that I said I would do, but I couldn't do. Because I didn't have time. It's it's a good opportunity to do like sanding and yeah stuff. As long as you got all the stuff at the house. That's it. Yeah, Rob's Rob's doing office, so he's busy, mm. which is nice. Because he likes to be busy. He don't he don't he can't sit still. So no. he's like if he has no work, he'll drive me insane. But I've got jobs for him. It's fine. I've told him yeah. as well. I was like, yeah, there's loads. I've got loads for you to do. It was no, it's your time for films. You could watch way more films than you'd usually have time for. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I bet Netflix are uh, enjoying this time. Netflix will be like burning up the airwaves. Netflix, Netflix, and supermarkets. Mm. Living life. Yeah. Oh my god, it's crazy. But you know, the show must go on. Yeah, we're here. We're doing it. Cause if we didn't chat about those films, no one else would. I don't think there's any other podcasts about films. Exactly. I mean, yeah, not one. Not one. Not a one. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. So we did. uh, We did Halloween this this week, directed by John Carpenter, and it scored a seven point eight out of ten on IMDb. 
quick synopsis. 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to Haddonfield. Dr. Loomis is on the hunt for him. Who will survive? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a good, it's a good, strong classic. We've decided that your niche is John Carpenter films. That's what you like. I do quite like John. I feel like you do, yeah. yeah. I like all different things, but um, yeah. his ones are quite good. Yeah, I think this this will be the third one that we've done, actually. So we did The Thing? The Thing and In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, I did like that one. You yes, did. that was a good one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I liked Donald Pleasance in it. Do- oh, Donald Pleasance is incredible in it. He properly goes for it. He goes for it with that character. Like, I don't know if, if they would describe it as chewing the scenery, but he proper goes all in. Yeah, and I love it. It's great. But I feel like that suits his character because that's what he would be like. I guess. As soon as I saw him, I knew that he would do a good job. Yeah, he'd oh, do a good job. He gets yeah. crazier and crazier as the sequels progress. It's yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> The um the second the second one basically it just runs around going I shot him six times, that's all he says to people I shot him six times and they're they're all just like well that works yeah they're, they're all just like well whatever but yeah oh it's funny yeah so we've got black screen with orange lettering and you've got a little pumpkin lantern like getting closer and closer and closer to the screen and you've got. Obviously, John Carpenter's music. He did. I think he did all the music for this. Yeah, he did the music, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that he he's done a lot of his own scores for stuff. Cause he did mm. like um, I feel like he did like a series of concerts in America. Oh really? Yeah, where he just like played all his stuff. It's really cool. I'm sad mm. that I couldn't go, but I didn't know about it, and also I don't live in America. But there you go. And not now. Not well. No, this is it. It'd have to be some kind of weird conference call to the world. <laughs> like, yeah, he should do. He's probably do busy. Gig. He's probably got something else planned. He's bu- he's busy. He's got other things on his mind. Exactly. <laughs> I think this was Jamie Lee Curtis's first film. Oh, was it? I think I do so. like Jamie Lee Curtis, but I've only seen her in that um, Alan Schwarzenegger spy comedy film. True Lies. <gasps> True Lies. I love True Lies. It's so good. That's the only other thing I've have seen you never her in. Seen... It really was good. Have you never seen Trading Places? No. Yeah, she's in that as well. She's in loads of stuff. But yeah, she's I've... in um, another Halloween, isn't she? She's in a few Halloweens. Oh. Which is in the second one. Then she came back for... H2O and Resurrection, I think. And then yeah. the reboot that they've done. Because wow. the, re- the reboot basically carries on from the first film and it ignores all the other sequels. Oh, uh, well, that's that mixes up a bit. It's fair enough. Like, when you watch them, you'll understand. You'll be like, yeah, I can see yeah. why they got rid of yeah. these. Makes sense. Yeah. Paul Rudd's in one of them, I think. Is he? Yeah. Does he get murdered? Uh no, I feel like survives. Be a character who gets murdered a... pretty pretty early on. I think he was a little boy, so I think he survived. Oh, oh well, oh well, no, no, he couldn't get murdered then. But no, that would seen... be really hard. Yeah, I've only seen. I think I've seen one, two, three, and four, but I haven't watched five and six, and it's one of those two that he's in. I think so. But yeah. They get they do get progressively crazier, but anyway. So we're at Haddonfield, Illinois in nineteen sixty-three. And then you've got this standard point of view shot. It's like Black Christmas and all those kind of things. And it's you're outside a house and somebody's obviously walking around this house and then you see a couple like kissing on the couch and then they go upstairs. And then we get the the because they're sort of looking up at the light, the lights on, and then it turns off, and then you get that. Yeah, so good. The score is really good on it. Like I feel like before it's even started, you tense. 
Yeah, like you you tense before it's even begun, <laughs> and then you get you get this um this sort of view of basically you moving through a house, um, and then uh they go to the kitchen and grab a knife, and then this play I didn't realize that it was a child, and I thought they were yeah. wearing some sort of weird green silk like bomber jacket. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Apparently, yeah. all that that shot from the from the outside to up in the bedroom, like it's made as one long tracking shot, isn't it? But they did it in sections, but made it look like it was all one shot. I watched. Yeah, like, that's a, good. Did you see like one? Yeah. Yeah, I watched like um. There's a documentary. I think it's called like The Shape Returns or something like that, and it talks about all the. Halloween's and like he was talking about it and it was like yeah it was quite hard because we had to sort of I think it when the mask goes on that's like another bit and then mm. yeah but yeah it, it was like we basically had to make it look like it's this one long sweeping shot I think that's quite a signature of John Carpenter he likes long tracking shots of stuff yeah yeah um, yeah he, uh, yeah, so he, he picks up this mask and then ends up going to the bedroom and then there's a girl brushing her hair. And... Why would you brush your hair without a top on? I did wonder that. You'd put a top on, wouldn't you? Weird. Put your pyjamas on or something. But... Well, yeah. You know. It was the 70s. Maybe people didn't put tops on when they brush their hair. I don't know. I wasn't alive. Everyone had big hair, didn't they? Yeah. The whole um, film. Apart from Donald Pleasance, everyone had big hair. Donald Pre- Pleasance had the stress of trying to find Michael Myers constantly. It's no wonder he had no hair. He used to have big hair, and then fifteen years later, it all yeah, it all yeah, just fell stress. out with stress. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so this mystery assailant is looking at this girl, and then she says Michael. So obviously she knows it, but then you get that sort of psychotype shot where you don't actually see anything happen but you can hear mm. her sort of, ah, and then she sort of falls down and then you get the yeah. the shot of her running down the stairs to a car that pulls up outside and then I'm assuming it's the parents come out yeah. and say Michael and then it just tracks and then it's a six year old boy I thought that Where was a clown deal. outfit yeah that's like, shocking, wasn't it? Because you kind of expect it to be like maybe a stranger's broken in or something, don't you? But then it's like their own kids done that. It's, it's like, oh. Yeah, not Freaky. ideal. Freaky. Mm. Uh, then we cut to Smith's Grove and it's 15 years later and it's raining and it's dark. There's lightning. It's very atmospheric. Uh, Dr. Loomis and a nurse are going to the asylum. Yeah. And yeah, I wasn't worried that that nurse was going to um, like be injured or anything like that. Because at the rate she was smoking, she wasn't going to last very I feel long like anyway. That would have ended her before the uh, the murders, probably. Yeah, were. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, she she was sort of saying that she'd never done this sort of maximum security be- before and something like that. Um, and then he's sort of saying, "Don't underestimate." Well, he always says it. He always refers to him as it. And then the nurse says, don't you mean him? And he's like, no. No, I don't. Um, and he was sort of saying that he's there must be some kind of stipulation after an X amount of time you need to be re- like reviewed for parole or to be released or whatever. But he was like, um, he'll be on Thorazine at court and she was like, he won't be able to stand up and he's like, that's the point. And then he's basically saying, I never want him to get out because he's really dangerous. Yeah, so he's getting a court appearance out yeah. of like, legal kind of rules, but they don't yeah. think he should ever be out in the public. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. And they go to, they get to this asylum and... He goes to open the gates, I think, to let the car in or something. And then we see a figure just jump onto the car. Yeah, because everyone's out in the ground. So obviously there's been like a, 
an escape. And I didn't assume it was him straight away. I thought it was just one of the other patients and that we'd yeah. meet him later, but he was straight away. See, I didn't like, I didn't twig on the fact that there's been a, an escape and they were all outside because I was like, well, why would they let them outside? It's raining. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why would you send them out in the rain? Best time to go out when it's that raining. That makes more that. sense, obviously. That right. He's broken out, and then they've followed him out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, the nurse is in the car, and he and he's sort of is on top of the car, and he grabs her hair and stuff. Then she jumps to the other side, and it and the window smashes. She jumps out of the car, and then the car drives off. And then we've got old old Considering limits. he's never driven a car, I do wonder he how well. he managed to drive a car. But at the later on, somebody says, "Well, he can't drive a car. He's been he's been in locked up for fifteen years." And he's like, "Well, he was doing a good job yesterday, or something like that." It's really funny. Well, he was really. Yeah. So, I wonder if they do lessons if you're um, like under underage. Maybe. hospital you can have lessons as part of your like rehabilitation residency if anything though if mm. people are a flight risk don't give them the means to drive away into the night um, come on now you could you could tell them anything really couldn't you if yeah. you wouldn't really know how to use a car at all that's it it's crazy <laughs> so but. we get we get loomis and his and his sort of dramatic delivery is like the evil has gone and then you're like, oh no. And then oh, you no. get a, oh no. And then you get back to we're back at Haddonfield and it's Halloween and it's a really nice sleepy suburb and there's leaves on the ground and it's autumn and it's all nice. And then you see Laurie just walking to school. I just assumed she was like the estate agent guy's wife. I didn't click that she was meant to be like um sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she she gets asked to leave a key at the buyer's place because obviously her dad's a real estate person. Um, and then she talks to Tommy about babysitting later and, and then he's kind of like, don't go over there, the boogeyman's there. And she's like, just watch me, I'm putting this key under there. But then there's a figure at the door, which is obviously Michael watching, just watching what's going on really. Broke back into his old house, yeah, and then, and then he's he basically watches. I think he comes out at some point, and he watches a walk to school, and that that kind of always freaks me out because it's kind of that thing of somebody can be really really close to you. And you I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we've got we've got Loomis, and he's talking to someone about about this guy who's got out and he's furious about it and then basically this other guy turns to him and, and says oh well you've been his doctor so it's your fault and he's like well a i wasn't there b i'm doing my best and then um and then they they're on about him driving off and then he's like maybe somebody gave him lessons or something which is quite funny <laughs> maybe somebody taught him and he drove off because he was able to drive in traffic. It wasn't just that he was just able to drive the car, he was able to drive it in he, traffic. He does spend the town. a lot of this film just driving about. And I feel like mm. nobody batted an eyelid at the fact yeah. that was like a I feel like that was like a state car or something. Not like it wasn't it like was a the... civilian car. Was it like Yeah, it was like a nurse? Yeah. Car. So, yeah. Car, so if, you like car. if you looked at a nurse's car and then saw like a massive man in an overall and a mask driving around, you'd be like, that is weird. Something weird is happening. I don't trust that guy. Mm. Yeah. I don't trust him. Not at all. Not one bit. <laughs> oh dear. So. Yeah, Laurie, we see Laurie at school and she's she's in like an English class or something and being all clever and that. Looks outside and sees the car. See, she knows something's Maybe. up because she sees the car and yeah. she's like, oh, that's weird. And then she looks again and the car's gone. 
Um, and I suppose it's kind of it kind of sets her up to be sort of this like quiet bookish kind of person, like compared compared to a mate. She's gonna get attacked. Like, you know, she's gonna get attacked as yeah. soon as the car with him in has spotted her. That is like yeah, definite. Yeah. She's gonna be at some yeah. point, but you don't know when. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, and then t- poor Tommy gets bullied by some kids, and they smash his pumpkin, which is really annoying. Saying that the boogeyman's gonna get him, and then yeah, w- one of the kids like runs straight into him as well, don't don't they? Oh, yeah, the boogeyman nearly does get him. Yeah, it's how ironic. This is why. People. Did, did that kid not be like? It might just happen to me. Did that? Was that kid not like? Uh, guess what happened to me today? I ran into this massive guy wearing a mask. Yeah. Weird? He wasn't a trick or treat. Yeah, he wasn't a trick or treater. Clearly, because he's obviously old, had no kids around him or anything, and also yeah. it's the middle of the day. Weird. Don't trust him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Loomis is uh, at a payphone saying that he's coming to Haddonfield, so you need to keep your eyes out, and finds the abandoned truck with his, like, hospital sort of gown garment. Yeah, so he's got the overalls like a mechanic. Yeah, and then you see the poor guy in the bush who's obviously been killed and had his clothes stolen. Um and then we go to it's Laurie and her friends like coming home from school, isn't it? Um so we've got Linda. Linda who is my namesake because she's called PJ Souls. Yeah. And I'm and a PJ. You weren't named after are you? I don't think so, no. I don't know. My mum did really like sure. Halloween, so she'd like that film <laughs> a lot, so maybe. <laughs> Maybe that was it, cause, cause she was like my dad was Peter, my mum was Jane. So then she thought, oh Peter, that's a good one. Yes, maybe it was. That makes more sense. It does. Yeah, that makes more sense, sense. than being uh, an actress from Halloween. Yeah, but maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it was a bit of both. Who knows? Bit of both. Yeah. Bit of both. Yeah. So yeah, so we've got Linda and Annie. Laurie's the, the nerdy one and them two are just not at all. They're kind of smoking and meeting the boyfriends and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, because she says, oh, I've forgotten my chemistry book. And then Linda's like, yeah, well, you know, I've forgotten my math book, I'm my chemistry book, I'm my English book. I don't know. Who needs books? It's fine. Like, you know, we don't need books. It's all good. And then she's just like, oh, all right. Um, and then they see that car again driving past really slow and Annie shouts at him because she's like, hey, jerk, speed kills. And then they just come to a stop and then they're kind of like, oh, you've really annoyed them now. What are you? What have you said that for? But then the car just drives out. What? It looks like he's going to get out and murder him right there. Yeah, he might have done. Um and they're still walking home. Yeah, they're still walking home, and then she sees him behind the bush. And I love, I love that shot because it's so many. There's been so many memes of it. Like one of, one of them that I can remember is like, um, it's like when your boss watches you at work or something like that, and it's like him stood behind a bush. <laughs> it probably cracks me up. I love it. Yeah. She's like, I'm not moving, so clearly I'm invisible right now. And I'm like, you stood in the middle of the, yeah. the cage. I, I can still see you. But she thinks... Even if you couldn't see her, you know she was in the cage, because yeah, that's yeah. what she is. I'm sure she absolutely thinks that she's invisible. It's funny. Yeah. It's just, it's just a proper bit of a laugh. Um, 
yeah she yeah so she she sees this guy and then annie goes to check and then he's like oh he wants to ask you out ha 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 but then he's not there and then she leaves annie and goes to walk and then bumps into the sheriff and absolutely shits herself yeah and then he's like oh sorry well i guess it is halloween we're all entitled to one good scare is it? I'd be like, seriously? Not creepy at all. I'd be like, do not sneak up on women. It's lucky mm. you didn't get punched in the face. That would have been me. I'd be like, ah! And then like, end up hitting <laughs> the sheriff in the face. <laughs> um, I think that if, you, if someone comes out and scares you, you are not responsible for I'm not how you I'm not responsible for what so my arms you are going to do. Instinct, like, punch them. Exactly. It's their fault for jumping at it. I am yeah. not responsible for my arms. They might do anything. I don't know. Can't do anything. Do whatever. They just react. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she gets home and she looks out of the window and she sees him in between the washing, so between the sheets. So then she freaks out again, but then he's disappeared. He must be very quick to like be there it's and run away. Yeah. But when I when I watch when I watch things like this now, it makes me think of Leslie Vernon when he's like, I've got to do my cardio and stuff. Um, yeah, she gets a phone call, but nobody answers, and then she thinks that she's getting prank called, but it turns out it's a friend, and she was just eating something. Um, and then yeah. <laughs> you call someone and eat something. I think yeah, directly before first, wouldn't you? Yeah, because she was like, why did you hang up? And she was like, I thought I was getting a prank call. And she was like, no, it was just me. I was eating. Right then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, then she she comes out and gets ready to go to Tommy's house to babysit. And I feel like there's like that long tracking shot again of the streets and how empty they are. So it's quite like she feels vulnerable. What? Yeah. It feels yeah. like I saw. Yeah, yeah. It's and then she gets into Ari's car and they smoke a joint. But then run into her dad, which I laughed at, and then she's coughing and she's like, Will you stop coughing? And she's like, I can't has has anyone ever stopped coughing when been told to stop coughing? I feel like that is not and someone says stop coughing, that doesn't cure it. it That's just... It make it um, worse, if anything. Make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got Loomis. He's arrived in Haddonfield now. And he goes to find the grave of Judith Myers, which I'm assuming is the girl from the beginning who died. And yeah. The, and then you find out that the gravestone's missing. The graveyard guide man. Mm. I'm not sure of his official name. No. It's like, oh, who's done this? A prankster. Kids. No. Donald Pleasance knows straight away. Yeah. Well, it's because he's like, which grave is it? And he's like, oh, it's the one that you were looking for. What a coincidence. by chance. Purely by chance. And he's like, nope, I don't believe it. (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah, they, they see uh, Laurie and Annie see her dad, the sheriff, and so they try and hide the joint. I'm not being funny, but if they open that car window, he would be able to smell that from a mile away because weed stinks. Like, you, you can hide the actual thing, but it would absolutely stink, but apparently he didn't know. I, w- but then- I would have no idea. <laughs> well, it does. I'm telling you, it does. <laughs> um, it's not even a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the sheriff says that they, somebody broke into the hardware store and took a mask, rope and knives. Um, and Loomis finds the sheriff and he's like, I need to talk to you. And he's like, just give me ten minutes, it'll it'll be fine. Um, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So he's he's kind of talking to him and he's like, right, this guy's escaped. I'm very, very certain that he's come back here. 
keep your eyes peeled. And then he says, I think they go to the, the Myers house, don't they? And he's like, I need to go check this Myers house. And when they look in, there's signs that someone's been living there. Mm. Then... Well, there was, um, I missed what they said. So they were saying, oh, you must have got hungry. I was yeah. like, oh, it must be like a takeaway. Like, no, like it's still warm. And I was like, Imagine it must that. be like a pee. I realised that I had missed some things. So I went back a bit and it was a dog. <laughs> yeah. You've been eating a dog. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. Like, I know he was a terrible murderer, but that's, that's weird as well. Yeah. But then if you think, he's he's basically clinically insane and then been released into the real world 15 years after he sort of went into the place. He probably didn't have a clue what's going on. But then also he's not bothered because yeah. he just wants to kill people. Um, Yeah, he, say, he says, like, oh, he's been in the house. And then, and then he's like, it's another Loomis is like, this isn't a man. And then the glass shatters on the window and they both leap out of the air. Yeah, and it's just some loose guttering or something. Yeah. And then he does he does his sort of big speech that he, he was like, I met him 15 years ago. And, and he sort of says, he basically says that I met this child and I spent years trying to reach him, but I realised that I couldn't. And then just the rest trying to sort of understand what was going on and then he says <laughs> they use this in um in an always sunny thing and he's like he says the blackest eyes the devil's eyes and then he's like i came to the conclusion that he's basically evil which is a big statement <laughs> for anyone to make about anybody really especially for psychiatrist. Yeah, and it's like the fact that he's not spoken in 15 years since he was there. It's weird. You wonder if he spoke before because you don't really know. Yeah, because yeah, like did he choose the outfit or was it chosen for him? Yeah, that's it. The um, Must have spoken Yeah, Rob Zombie did a remake of Halloween and he when he did it, he focused a lot on the backstory of Michael Myers and, like, when he was younger. So, like, he had a bit of a poor family life and stuff in, in that reality. But in this one, there's there's nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Well, because the older sister was, like, a, a normal, popular girl. Yeah. So it was a well-to-do family. Yeah, and the, was, the, the just, house was quite a big house. It's just weird. Yeah, it was quite a big house. It was obviously in that neighbourhood, which is like the suburbs and what, I mean, I don't really know a lot about America, but from what I've seen, you kind of assume the suburbs are people who are maybe a bit wealthier and are living in yeah. these big houses and they it own was, their own house. And, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the only other people in the area like fairly middle class. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think... Yeah, and and I think that makes it scarier somehow because there's no reason why he would do what he was doing and it's not explained. No, yeah, it's just just how it is. Yeah, like out of out of all the sort of horror sort of icon people, I would say that he is the scariest because he's just a man. But there's no reason why. There's no motive why it's he does what he does. Runaway state trade, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, no reasoning with it. No, no, that's it. Uh, yeah, then we we sort of get these sort of montages of the the girls are babysitting their respective children so Laurie's with Tommy and Annie's with Lindsay she's she's ringing up Laurie and complaining about the dog barking um 
And then meanwhile, Tommy sees Michael Myers across because the, they're across the road from each other at the houses. He sees him outside where Annie is and then freaks out and then sort of gets told off for causing a fuss. Yeah. <laughs> and then you sort of get this, this shot of him watching Annie talking to Laurie on the phone and she... Spill, she spills like popcorn butter all over herself or something. And she's like, "Oh, for God's sake! Like, I need to go wash my clothes." Um, the dog ends up getting out, and then he kills oh, yeah. the dog. Why? Why that was horrible. Kill the, like dog? That. the dog was the one person to spot him first. Yeah, well, that, no, that, that dog person. was a good dog. Like the dog protecting was the house. Person. Yeah, he was protecting the house. Doggy. Yeah, if someone had glanced at what he was barking at. Yeah, but I feel like because it was a barky dog anyway, because it barked at her, didn't it? And then yeah. she was like, it always barks at me. So they probably just kind of thought, oh, he's just barking again, I suppose. Yeah, in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I, know, I noticed, I think you noticed as well, um, when... Lindsay's watching TV. She's watching the original The Thing. Thing. Before The yeah. Thing was conceived by John Carpenter, the original it Thing. Did, I think because he called... must have chosen to identify it as The Thing. Yeah, I think it was called. I think the the original one's called like The Thing from Another World or something like that. Yeah. But it's basically the same story. But I think. He kind of did it as a... Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well... GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. A sort of, not a direct sequel, but kind of a sequel to what that one was kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I thought that was quite interesting because obviously this was made before then. And I think the thing was like his first big budget film that he did. So he got like a lot of money. It's mad though, isn't it? But apparently it didn't do very well. Didn't it? No, it came out when I think it came out when E. T. came out. Uh, And it was stuff like that and it just it completely got eclipsed and like people didn't like it and then it sort of found its footing with horror fans later on but i don't i don't understand yeah. why anyone would not like that film having only just seen it myself i think it's one of those i sort of looked at it and i thought that's not for me that i don't think i'll like it but when i actually sat down and watched it i was like this is a really good film it's weird so an 80 
probably is an 18, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. I don't know if that is why it didn't do as well at the box office as well. Maybe, yeah. I suppose, because it, it was kind of like sci-fi stuff, as was E.T., but that was more family-friendly kind of thing, so maybe, yeah, I don't know, but it's weird. I found it interesting that they were watching it, because I was like, yeah. I wonder if he had it in his in his mind to like make it for a while. He must have done. But he must have been aware of it, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, Yeah, we've got Tommy talking about the bogeyman to Laurie and she's like, I won't let anything happen to you. So you don't need to worry, it's fine. How wrong she was. She she managed to kind of protect him, but something did happen. Yeah. Oh, do you know, you know, I was saying about Paul Rudd being in one of the films. I think he was an older version of that kid. Oh really? I think so, yeah. I think so. Now I've now I'm thinking about it. I think that's a nice detail. Yeah. Um yeah, Annie's Annie's gone outside to wash her clothes. I would have never have gone outside there by myself. It was well creepy. Horrible. And then she she gets locked in and then uh Lindsay has to go save her, which is quite funny. But in one of the in one of the shots, you can see like the back window, and you can see Michael Myers like at the back, which is a bit creepy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, he's watching you! He's watching you get oh. stuck in there!" And he didn't even help you out either. Rude. He didn't help her. I know, rude. Yeah, um, you'd think he at least would have helped her. I know, right? She yeah, so she re- arranges to meet Paul, but obviously Lindsay doesn't want to go because she wants to watch TV. So she's like, "I will get you to watch TV with Tommy," and she's like, "All right then." So basically, she goes and dumps her kid onto a mate, <laughs> and then uh, off she goes to meet a boyfriend. Basically, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll ring you in about an hour." And uh, and she says something about she's like oh the old Girl Scout comes through again and I thought I bet she does this all the time yeah because I felt like they probably have set babysitting jobs and I bet she's like oh just take them for a bit and then like I'll pick her yeah. pick them up in a bit you know they probably time it yeah so it works out that way I wonder if their parents the parents of the the two children are friends who are going out for like dinner together maybe. I feel like it's quite a close-knit community because everyone seems to know everybody, yeah. don't they? they, all, they yeah, they all seem to know everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Annie goes to a car, but it's locked, and then she remembers that she's got no keys. Goes all the way around to the front of the house to get the keys. Comes back in, opens the car, but it's open that time, which she doesn't seem to sort of acknowledge gets in the car and he's in the back of the car she didn't check a back oh. seat yeah why why do people never check their back seats always check your back seat um yeah and he basically starts strangling her and she can't do anything and then cuts her throat and then she's just dead in a car really That's it's horrible it. it is horrible it's horrible it's not ideal at all I feel like being strangled is quite a traumatic thing. Yeah, it must be. Like, yeah. As well as like everything else, but like that's especially quite freaky. I don't know. It's weird this film because it's not very. It's not very gory at all. It's not gory at all, but it is really, really scary. It's weird. I think it's one of them. It's one of them. It's kind Did of. Did you know lurking? It's a bit like Jaws, where it's always like yeah. lurking out there somewhere. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say this. I'm gonna admit it on on the podcast. I've never actually seen Jaws. Oh, <laughs> I know. I don't know how I've avoided it this long. I will watch Jaws it. is good. Um, it's it is like a classic. I've only seen it once years yeah. ago though. Yeah, I do need to watch it. I will watch it one day. Watch it. Maybe we should do it for the podcast. Yeah, we could do. That'll make me watch it. <laughs> Roy Schneider from yeah. um, Sequest DSV. Yeah. 
So oh. better known as as uh, the guy from Sequest Year Two. What was his name? I don't know. Nathan Bridger. There you go. But it's Sequest. Knowledge. The underwater Star Trek. Yeah, that's bit. Yeah. Sequest. Sequest was great. Sequest. I... I used to have it on video. Really. Yeah, oh, it was great with Darwin the Dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love it. I might, I might rewatch that. I feel like you should. I loved it. Bit of absolutely uh, loved. It. Bit of nostalgia. I might do that today. Why not? We're in lockdown. We're in lockdown. We've got nothing to do. Why Bit not? of sequest. Yeah. You might watch one. There was a good one with um, a haunted liner. Oh. It was it was like a sunken liner, but oh, it yes. still had air pockets inside and no one went inside and was haunted. It was, it was a good one. Ooh. There yeah. You go. We could do watching. it on, on the podcast as a, a horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen Ghost Ship? I think I might have seen it years ago. Yeah. It's the one with the, the skull on the, the front of the liner, isn't it, on the DVD cover? Yes. Yeah. Might have seen it. Yeah. I, I actually just assume not, actually, because probably think of something else. Oh, yeah, we, we have this now, don't we? Just assume no. Yeah. Always assume yeah, no. Yeah, just assume no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah, so Annie. Yes, well. Annie got got. Then the kids are watching TV and Tommy thinks it's funny to try and scare Lindsay, but then sees Michael carrying the body of Annie to the house and then he freaks out. And then Laurie shouts at them and she's like, behave you two. And then, <laughs> and then Lindsay's like, I believe you, Tommy. And then Laurie's just like, oh my God. Right, okay. Um, and... Meanwhile, Loomis and the sheriff are stalking out the old Myers house and there's some kids like goading each other on to go in and he basically scares them away, doesn't he? Because he's like, get away. And then they all yeah. freak out and run off. Did you not think, though, when he'd done that, he started grinning and he looked really pleased yeah. with himself? <laughs> he did. I think he enjoyed a little bit too much. Like, I think you're a bit of a sociopath myself. You're a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So then, Linda and Bob go to Annie's house because they've got an arrangement to stay there while there's no parents. Um, and they go in, but there's nobody there. Because I think they were expecting the kid to be there at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and Linda rings Laurie, and she basically says, "Oh, Annie's not come back," and she's like, "I've got Lindsay, so." There won't be anybody in. So they're like, oh, great, brilliant. Um, and then we see that Michael is in the house with Linda and Bob because he stood watching him, which is weird. Creepy. It's creepy. Um, I think this is probably the most iconic death, maybe. So he goes, Bob, Bob. Bob's awful. Hey, Bob. <laughs> he goes downstairs to get a beer for Linda. And he can hear someone, like, rustling around and he thinks it's her messing about. And then he opens he opens a cupboard and there's nobody there. But then turns around and he just bursts out of the cupboard. Lifts him up and stabs him into the wall or something yeah. is it the wall or is it the fridge i think it's, the I wall. Think it, it's something that the knife can stick into it must be like the is it a door was a, a wall a door don't know whatever it, it is puts it right through and then oh. and then does this little oh sort God. of head tilt like an inquisitive dog yeah looking at his work Just looking at him. Yeah. yeah it's really weird and then Turns up again to the bedroom wearing a sheet and Bob's glasses. <laughs> but I feel like, I was like, I That's the sort of thing time. a six year old would do. Yeah, maybe that's it. He yeah. is still six. I if he's sort of still yeah. a bit of a six year old. Yeah, maybe. 
But then I was like, I feel like that guy's like the size of the door. Bob was yeah. not the size of the door. But she doesn't think anything's wrong until he doesn't talk to her and she's like, right, I've had enough of you. I'm bringing Laurie because you're yeah. being a dick. <laughs> and then she gets strangled with the phone cord and Laurie thinks that she's just messing about because apparently these people, all they do is mess about. That is what they do. Yeah. So she's like, for God's sake. Noises, yeah. yeah, she's like, get off the phone. Oh, I'm sick of this. Um... But then she she looks at, at the house and all the lights go off and she's like, mm, that's a bit weird. And then she tries Ooh. to ring back but nobody answers and she's like, well, I know somebody's in because they rang me before but nobody's answering. Yeah, because the noises on the other end of the phone sort of didn't sound very healthy towards the end. Did they? It was either, well, she just thought it was her having sex and then ringing her. But why would you do that? That's weird. That is a bit strange. It is weird. But then she's like, oh, well, I've had her chewing on the phone. She's like, I've had her chewing on the phone, so could be anything kind of thing. Um, The kids are asleep upstairs, so she, like, goes across to see what's going on. Because I feel like she just gets this feeling, and I think because she's seen this guy lurking about, she's like, something's not right, and I'm not... I don't like it. Um, And then you get this... I feel like in this bit, all the, like, from the beginning where you get that sort of day scene and all the houses look really nice and idyllic, I feel like all the houses look really oppressive. They're red dark, aren't they, and empty. Yeah, yeah, they look really oppressive and big and, like, she looks really tiny. And, like, oh, it's horrible. And then she, she knocks on the door but nobody answers her. And finds an open door somewhere and then she starts shouting at him for messing about because she thinks that they're being really, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. I hate it when people pre- play pranks. I can't be doing. But anyway, she uh, she ends up going upstairs and you get that sort of long tracking view of her point of view as she goes into the bedroom. And then you find Annie there with Judith Meyer's headstone on the bed. If that was a prank, it was it was a very elaborate prank. Certainly were. Because I feel like was, at first she's like... He's recreating, isn't he? Yeah, she's like, are you messing about, maybe? And then Bob falls out of somewhere and uh, Linda falls out of somewhere and she's like, oh my God, everyone's dead, what is happening? But then she doesn't run out of the house. She sort of stands there and, and sort of snivels and cries. Yeah. And then you get these you get these like shots of the dark door and then him just coming out of the door. And then he I think he like stabs her he cuts her arm, doesn't he? And then she falls down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, he just misses her. Yeah, she So he wasn't intending to stab her. Hello? Oh, he didn't. He didn't want to stab her. He was just going to like stab her to kill her, but he missed. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then she fell down the stairs. That was horrible. And then she sort of. She did not hurt herself too much. Oh, I'd have just sat and cried. And then she's sort yeah. of running to the. She's sort of hobbling out of the house, and then running along the street, going, "Help! Somebody help me!" Which also. I feel like speaks volumes about neighbours because I feel like not one person like no one looked out did they? like the people who had the light on turned the light off if somebody was screaming like that I'd be like oh my god like what is happening are you alright sort of neighbourhood outing here at like a a neighbourhood watch meeting or something they're all at it's or even like you'd ring the police or something and be like, I've have heard somebody like screaming the place down. It does yeah. not sound good. Like you better get it here quick. Um, she she gets to the house and gets Tommy to let her in. He really takes his sweet time. But then I suppose he's yeah. just woken up, so. Because you're like, hurry up. 
hurry up, child. Um, yeah, so she gets in and then she basically tells him to go upstairs. And then he's kind of like, what, why, what's going on? And she's like, just go upstairs. Yeah. But then, again, instead of running away, she has a little sit down. <laughs> she has a little sit down. Going to have a little sit down. And I'm like, no, get up and run away. Get, get the children and get in a car. And yeah. then he, yeah, so he, he's, she figures out that the window's open and he's in and then he tries to stab her again but she stabs him in the neck with a knitting needle. Yeah. Which, which took him down very fast. I was like, out of all the things, like, he's shot and stabbed and blah, 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 but a knitting needle in the neck, it just drops to the floor. It's like, ah. And then she takes the knife, but then drops the knife again. Um, and then the, I think Loomis says, I've found the car, it's down here. So they're on their way to the house, because obviously he must have parked around there somewhere. And in the meantime, she locks the kids upstairs. He comes up the stairs and she hides in that wardrobe and I hate it. I hate that bit where she's just sat it's, in that wardrobe. Yeah, it's very bright. It's disturbing, isn't yeah. it, that bit? Also, I noticed that wardrobe had a light in it. Yeah. Which is weird. I think that must be a, be a thing. I've never had a wardrobe quite big enough to have a light in. But that wardrobe's not that big. It's it's just a normal wardrobe size. Why like would a, you need a light in it? I feel like it's an yeah. American thing, that. But yeah, oh, it terrifies me. And then she grabs that coat hanger and jabs it in his face. Yeah, she did well. She did. And then he drops his knife. Yeah, he drops the knife and then she stabs him and then gets out and tells the kids to go to the Mackenzie's house, I think. And she's like, go there and it'll be fine. And then basically they run out screaming the place down and then Loomis is like, aha. That's where he is, clearly. That's a, that's a clue. If that were there was one. Yeah. And then again, she has another he little sit down. Stop the children, though. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, he didn't stop the children to see if they were okay. He did okay. not. Clearly, oh, they weren't. Cause he was... just let them run off into the night. But I think it was more, oh, just he's in there. I've got to go get him now because oh, he might well, be wrong. Yeah, I suppose it was a good thing that he didn't get distracted yeah. because he only disappeared in time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so then, uh, yeah, she has another little sit-down. Meanwhile, he sits up behind her and you just like, move, yeah. move, move, move. <laughs> Every time I'm like, will you go? And he manages to be silent, yeah. Yeah, and then she, she just ends up sort of walking along and he just follows her. Which I don't understand how he can be <laughs> that quiet. Like, I'm, I'm a... He's just... His business. He, he's like a big, massive, like man. I'm right. Yeah. I'm a little tiny six foot, not six foot, five foot two person, right? And I make the most noise ever. Like, if I'm trying to be quiet, I can't be quiet. They'd hear me coming a mile off. It is hard not to make isn't it? It's crazy. Especially when you don't want to make noise. When you're like, be quiet, something happens. I end up like walking into stuff and. Yeah, it's crazy. You're breathing. Just breathe. Although his breathing is the one thing about him that's noisy. Yeah, that's true. That mask, if you took the mask off. Yeah, even then she didn't notice until he's like throttling her, basically. Um, yeah. But she manages to pull his mask off, doesn't she? And he stops. He's got like a, a weird face. He stops. And I don't mean that. On. Hmm? Yeah, that's the only... Reason like she is stopped because she ripped it off and he put it on. Yeah. Because if he's had like a, it like a prosthetic kind of thing over his eye or something. Mm, maybe. I don't Too know. quick to see. Yeah. Because I think I I don't know if it. I mean I don't I'm probably hypothesizing but like when he sort of does the bad stuff he's wearing a mask. Yeah. So like he has that's to get the clown mask on yeah. and stuff. So that's maybe his like sort of yeah. cover that. I don't know, but yeah. 
But then, Loomis to the rescue. Bang, 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 bang. Shoot yeah. him six times out of a window. And then she she sort of sat there looking a bit sort of stressed. And then she's like, it was it's the so- boogeyman. And then he says, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I think it was. But I think then, so. Um, I said I think so, but I said it about what you were saying. All right, okay. <laughs> but then, <laughs> you look this again. This thing is, it's hard to do a to me not in the same room, isn't it? It's very hard, especially when it cuts out and you're mm. like, hello? But, you know, hello? we're adhering hello? to the social... Yeah, we definitely we're are. Keeping everyone I have safe. not figured out Skype. It's just press green and chat. Nothing else to know. Well, really. Yeah, but then I sort of talking it to my ear so you could see my ear as well at points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It my ear. oh it's ear all on. good fun, isn't so it? I was just giving you like a really great view of my ear. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's just what I wanted. I thought, I thought you'd like it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good fun, isn't it? It's all good fun. So, yeah. It's opening so, up all these new possibilities. What? Yes. Yeah. It's opening up all these new possibilities. It has. It has. But like conference yeah. calls. I don't know how people do it's, conference it's, calls. Oh, I couldn't survive. I don't know. I'm glad I, glad I don't work in like a, a proper job. Yeah. Well, no, I do. I work in a proper job. But, but not when um, it involves conference, not a conference calls. Call type job. Yeah, same. I couldn't cope with it. Ugh. Nightmare. So, yeah. Anyway, end of the film. So, they all look over the balcony to check he's still there. And he isn't there. And then, basically, you get news of the house. Which I think he's, like, running away. And he could be... It's kind of a he could be anywhere. And then the film ends. You just don't know. He could be lurking in your own house. Yeah. The um the second one picks up immediately after that. Oh, does it? I'll yeah. have to watch that one. Yeah, I think they filmed some of it at the same time, possibly, because I think that was the whole point. Also, yeah. they knew they were going to do a sequel yeah. right from the start. Yeah, because mm. I think... They got Jamie Lee Curtis in, but I don't know if it was like budget or something. But basically, she's she's kind of in it, but not a lot. She's sort of as much. Such. She sort of lies down and looks very stressed. Yeah. Maybe she needed a break from um, like defending herself. She's she's only she just managed to get him once. Yeah, she has like she's break. She takes a lot of little stress naps. <laughs> In the, in the second one, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's well, alright. It's pretty good. Um, ratings, I'd give it a five out of five. Um, I think I'd probably give similar. Yeah, yeah. gore probably a one out of five because it's not gory. I feel like it's all sort of left to your imagination, really. Yeah, it's not really gory, but it's quite. Yeah. Um. The, the, going on that you don't see sort of thing yeah i'd probably say humor like there's a lot of murders which are but you don't see it yeah yeah i'd say probably humor uh, like a one or a two because there are some like funny bits in it it was quite funny when he appeared in um bob's glasses yeah in the ghost that was a little bit a little bit funny just for a minute yeah it's weird yeah it is weird that one, yeah. But yeah, yeah I think I think yeah, I think out of all the sort of horror villains, he is the scariest because he's just like there's no reason why he should be doing it. He's yeah, not, he's not gaining he's revenge on anybody or anything. He's just doing it because because he wants to. Shits and gigs. Yeah. Shits and gigs. <laughs> yeah, that's his thing. Yeah. That's how he rolls. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. But yeah, I like it. I think it's good. I've seen it a lot of times. I feel like I watched it a lot when I was a kid, weirdly enough. 
Yeah. How old, old were you? Probably 11 or 12. Yeah. It was on TV. I feel like it was on TV a lot. I remember it being on telly a lot. Like on like well, I too. wouldn't have been watching it at that age. <laughs> Probably would have been watching Sequest. Sequest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. It is good. The, um, the sequels do go a bit crazy. There's all sorts like... It ends up transpiring that she's his sister and stuff. It's really weird. Really? Yeah. His only reason for targeting them was because that was his old house. He was just recreating the what had happened. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. It's weird. But, yeah, it's a good one. It's a classic. John Carpenter done good. Next week, we're going to cover John Carpenter's Christine. So give that a watch for next week. In the meantime, <laughs> we are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod. We are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. And we are on email at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. If anyone wants to say hi, give us a suggestion for film. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, we'll see yep. you next week. Bye. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today.